Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Working Experience. I, I sat down with Tom and Tony, uh, two individuals I had the pleasure of uh, going to college with. Uh, they both work uh, in corporate America, uh, one for a media agency, another one for a financial institution. And we talk about the um, hilarity of uh, some instances with coworkers. Uh, we get some uh, bathroom in there. We get some uh, food issues in there. We get some uh, passive-aggressive um, uh, stories in there. So I hope you enjoy. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. You stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. living his toenails at his Hey, this is Maddie Kay with the Working Experience Podcast, where we discuss the trials and tribulations of the everyday working world. From the refrigerator in the break room to that guy with the weird stink, we want to talk about it. I'm here with uh, Sir Tom and Sir Tony. Thank you for having us. I went to uh, college with these gentlemen at Fordham University. Uh, they both uh, work for companies, I believe and have been at this game for nearly two decades. And we're going to uh, talk about working life and how they, uh, how they survived and experienced it. John, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk, okay, Tom. So let's, uh, let's start with you, my sure. dear friend. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you break this virgin open sure. and, uh, and jump right in. So to give you a little perspective, I have for the last two decades, decades if you will, worked at a, pretty much a, a string of advertising agencies in New York City. Uh, most of them are pretty large companies, thousand plus people. And when you think about the last 20 years, that, that industry has changed completely. So you have the ushering in of the old guard and the, uh, the entrance of a new guard that is constantly happening. So one of the dynamics is there are very young people, 23 and under, 23, 22, and also 50 and 60 year olds. So there, there's definitely a, a generational clash that does happen. But I do find that a lot of these things and a lot of the, the weird things that happen in, in a workplace happen either in the bathroom or the kitchen. I, I think that's a I uniformal... Love, I love those two places. Yeah. And, and I think the, one of the more disturbing things that I've ever heard of or dealt with was when I was fairly new in my career, you know, I worked at a very big agency on, on the mid, in mid-tennies. And we started to hear rumors that there was something happening on the 18th floor in the <laughs> bathroom. And, and at first, these rumors were very just like generic and hushed tones. No one spoke about it. But then after a series of months where this was happening on an ongoing basis, it was known what was happening. And there was a, a concerted effort to find out. Is, is that when you put the investigative hat on? Yeah, exactly. I think as an, as an agency, we were starting to think about, we have to solve this crime. Oh, yeah. we got to solve the crime. Because what was happening was there was a woman regularly yeah. shitting on the middle of the floor <laughs> in the women's bathroom on the yeah. 18th floor. Be, be damned the $100 million client. Correct. Th this is on the forefront. It's got to be solved. Right. Wait, I'm sorry. So she was shitting. Now, were the cameras in place? There was were, this there were no cameras. Like, it's against the law to have cameras in the, in the bathroom. 
Okay. So there as were no t- cameras, as, as I know full well. <laughs> <laughs> charges were brought up against him and later right. dropped. Just, yeah, yeah, right. You, you can get out of these charges with a lawyer, but let's not go down that road. Exactly. <laughs> so, so this was happening over a, a two to three month period, and it was happening on a regular basis. And the amazing thing about it was, you know, my first thought was, is it? Ha- it's got to be happening late at night. No one in the office. But no, that was not the case. This was happening in the middle of the day. It was happening in the morning. It, it was what wonderful. Amazingness. Um, hard to pull off. Hard to pull off. A high risk maneuver. Especially in an environment where there's probably 200 people on a floor. Sure. Morning, right? And there's one bathroom. And literally the bathroom sits right outside the receptionist's desk. So she sees everyone going in and out. And you'd think it would have some kind of um, you know, a, a, sense of what's going on. A here. very ballsy move. It was. And, and you know, the question is like, what was, you know, what was the statement? You know, is, was it the sure. Rosa Parks trying to sit in that front seat? Like, what was she, how was she pushing the ball forward with taking a shit? Because, a deuce on because the floor. One, one time you find shit on the floor, you chalk it up to a terrible bowel accident. Right, I, I, I couldn't make it. A second time, perhaps as a medical issue when the person's doing their best, yeah. the seventh steaming pile of feces yeah. you find on the tiles, it's delivered. Yeah, there's no something's up. Something's up. Something's up. So, 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 what is up? Is the question. What is up? Hundred percent, something's up. And you know, you'd think that there, if it was a statement to your point, there would be a note left behind. You know, some kind of identifier like linking the shit to a cause, to a cause. Or, or to yes. some greater right. good, right? right? But that wasn't happening either, which made right. the whole like, 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 like a Unabomber letter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. something to decode. Yes. Give, give us something. Something that's probably in like cut out little numbers and letters, looking like something exactly. Or, or like even numbers. even a juvenile using the feces to write a fuck you <laughs> in the mirror. In I the like mirror. that. I like right. That. Like yeah. really drive the point as if yeah. the feces wasn't a fuck you enough. Hundred percent. You got to spell. You got to spell it out for the uninformed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let there be no ambiguity of what's caught on here. Right. So net net, you know, the whispers started start to turn into full on conversations. You know, upper management kind of tend to find these things out and. Eventually what happens is they put a camera in the bathroom. They do? They do. And it's illegal and no one's ever talked about this, but that did happen. Crime. And what we the, found the out... The ends justify the means. They it's up, crime <laughs> had to be solved. <laughs> it was very Machiavellian. Um, and what they ended up doing, firing this woman who ended up being... Thankfully it was a woman doing it in the women's bathroom because if right. it was a man doing it, that's a whole other thing. Your career would have ended early. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> So I framed this woman, um, <laughs> but it would, it would end up being a personal Did, assistant of an older executive who was being laid off long term, right. and this person just decided to shit as a as a statement of uh, rebellion against that move. Did Did anyone get uh, to peek at this footage? Um, I never got a peek at the footage. Never got a peek. But at it was because it's a very. I wonder if uh, I'm assuming that. She timed it perfectly that nobody walked in on her, which well, is a stroke of brilliance. Which, it's a high which, risk which makes the cadence of what she was doing because it wasn't at, like at six o'clock every night. It was in the day. It was overnight. Well, it, well, was, it was. Well, very think about spread. it. For for a female, she probably lost the panties, went in with the dress, went down. Right. Now for a man. It's a lot more involved. It's a lot more involved. You drop in your drawers, and I don't know. I don't know if I can shit on cue. Can you gentlemen shit on cue? I think in certain at times, yes. By the open, my guess balls is, hanging. My guess is she she prepped. She thinks in the morning today's going to be a Unabomber day. I can't wear slacks. I got to wear a dress. She gets there, pants off. She waits till she has to go. 
goes into the bathroom. If it's full, into the stall, we call off the mission. We'll come back on Wednesday. And, and any, no one in there? Okay, I've got 30 seconds to get this out. Then you duck into right. the stall. Right. Or does she? Or does she ziplock it? I think. Well, that's, I, a, that's a great question. Oh, I was about to bring it up. interesting. That makes it actually worse. A Tupperware. And she's ziplocking it. Yeah, she, it, it's like premeditated. Right. Well, it's clearly premeditated. You Tupperware and bring it. That'd be tough. But then you gotta. There's a lot of smell that going on. Yeah, you have to absolutely. Care for. Yeah, and you can't stick that in the fridge. You know? <laughs> as far as we know. And I agree with this kitchen and bathroom dynamic. My my bathroom story is far more benign, but in the same geography. So my first job out of school was at a financial services related startup and imagine a bunch of sort of 22 to 25 year olds as sort of the dawn of the internet it was a bit yeah. of the wild wild west so in a contemporary office culture if you were to go to the bathroom you would do so discreetly right if you're going to be gone for some extended period of time right you would try to just sneak out the side door and not call attention to it i'd argue that during any era you should try to get <laughs> yes, a fair not point. Not a fair point. At any, yeah, yes, yeah. at any era. However, a, a colleague. Yeah, yeah, being, being considerate of your fellow workers should be on the foremost of your mind. You, you shouldn't. Um, you shouldn't blow the fucking doors off. And just or, simple, simple discretion has value. Yeah. I, I don't see where John is. Right. But I imagine he'll be back. I can right. make my own assumptions. Maybe, maybe he's getting a coffee. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Maybe he's getting but, a donut, or he's taking a huge dump. So One of those two things. A, a friend and colleague of mine would take it upon himself to not announce verbally, but to leave for his daily dump with not a newspaper under an arm, but the New York Times <laughs> under one arm and the Wall Street Journal under the other arm. It's going to be, it's a long trip. As if to silently long. announce to the world, I'm going to be in the shitter so long that one newspaper won't cut it. <laughs> The, the front page, the sports section, the arts and entertainment will not hold. If for the next 55 to 75 minutes, if yeah. you're looking for me, this yeah. is what I'll be doing. Gentlemen, hold my calls. Correct. This is going to take <laughs> some time. Yes. Right. So the, the, the double newspaper, I thought, was a, was a silent but bold signal that this man did so, not So care. on average, would this guy be away for like a solid 20 minutes? Oh, at the minimum. At the minimum. You start sure. to lose leg function after and about 15 minutes. 20 minutes, one newspaper should hold you. This was a double paper this job. This was a double paper job. Sure. So he was, you know, he was calling it home. Absolutely. He, he was, you know, because you, you go into a public place, you, you know, you don't want to dilly-dally, right? You, you want to get in, you want to get out, you know, you got to get back to your worker bee. This gentleman saw that quite differently, and I, and I got to give props to that. He just... Be damned. And it was the pre-internet era, so there was no smartphone to occupy. He clearly had no interest in getting back to his desk rapidly, and he had no interest in, again, being discreet about it. This wasn't some newspapers tucked into the pocket. Right. This was quite literally right. a full paper under each armpit as he walked, <laughs> dare I say, strutted now, now past did, a dozen of us. Now, did he bring the papers back with him, or did no. he leave them he in the He left them on the floor? You know, I, I don't remember them coming back in. I believe he left them on the floor for the next party the to next enjoy at their leisure, which is which is considerate. It is considerate. That's considerate. That's considerate. That. Um, well, those are those are wonderful bathroom stories. Do you do you either of you have any um, stories pertaining to? Because um, one of the things with the podcast is, you know, we're we're talking about how you know a work life. Um, impacts someone like on a psychological level because well, it's only this past hundred years that um, we're kind of caged up 
you know, you get up, you get on the train, you get on the bus, you get in your car, you get in the office, you sit in front of a desk for 10, 12 hours, typing away, fucking pushing paper, and then you go back, you eat, sit down, watch TV, and go to sleep. There's almost zero movement. You're kind of forced into this environment, and what we're calling the script of, you know, you send your kids to good schools, you graduate, you, and you, you know, you're the top of your class, you're the best, you're the brightest, and this is what you get to look forward to for the next sure. 40 fucking years. Yeah, right. And what happens is like, it's a, like a caged monkey. Yes. Where people start throwing their shit. So uh, we're looking for stories of people throwing their shit. And, and Tom brought up a beautiful example of someone <laughs> taking a shit on the bathroom floor. Yeah. So, so at the risk of keeping this too bathroom centric, but moving away from the actual bodily functions, I will give you a monkey's throwing their shit story. I, I <laughs> so this is a, a different, larger global financial services firm. Uh, again, a bunch of people working there in their 20s. And I worked with, with two guys who had a rivalry is the wrong word, but they enjoyed getting on each other's nerves, pranking each other, yep. antagonizing each other with with small pranks. And I've forgotten most of the little incidents that led up to the grand escalation. But we only care about the grand you escalation. We only care about the, the, the coup de grace, which is, uh, you, would, you would fiddle with somebody's chair, you would you would right. be the monkey in the cage, trying to rattle the other monkey's cage. Right. Comes to a climax, and the, the two parties were unable to use the stalls in the bathroom. <laughs> we'll, we'll call them Gene and Kevin. So if, if Gene were to get up and go away from his desk, Kevin would take note. And if he were gone for more than a moment, Kevin would think, ah, oh, I, I know where Gene is. He's in the stall. Kevin would leave with a plastic cup, fill it at the tap with cold water, and throw the cup, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar style, into the stall, soaking Gene with cold water while he sat trying to take it down. And now Gene's at a loss because I'm drenched. How, how do I return to my desk and explain why I'm dripping from, from brow to belt? Uh, it's, it's a brilliant story. And what, what I love about these stories is the, you know, the, the incessant boredom that seeps exactly. through the workplace That's where right. you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to fuck with this guy. <laughs> Correct. It happens he's, he's taking a shit. He's in a peaceful moment. It's like Nagasaki coming <laughs> right. in. Correct. You, you lay one in there. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It totally is. The, the other distraction that you see less of in the, in the modern era uh, that maybe you saw 20 years ago was people openly consuming porn in the workforce. And this harkens mm -hmm. back to my point about the dawn of the internet era. Oh, it still happens. Oh, well, then yes. you're, you're steps ahead of me. Yeah. I, I, will, I will give you one of these mid-90s examples of, a, of a, a colleague of mine who would not only look at porn at his desk, right. he would occasionally take it upon himself to send the porn to the printer. <laughs> because, because you need... You need a hard copy of the porn. You need a hard copy. This is, you didn't have an internet connection at home, right? You didn't want to stop and oh, buy it. Oh, no. oh, that's my copy. That's my that, copy. That's mine. So the work environment was such that he would look at it, he would print it, and when someone finally said something to him about it, it was, and this is a true story, hey man, color pages, I think, cost like a buck a page. <laughs> the ink is really expensive. You got to save it for work jobs. You can't 
print porn with a color printer, <laughs> but but not because it's a wildly yeah. inappropriate thing to hey, do. Hey, you, hey, you're you're killing a signing right. cost for hey, a startup. Hey, hey, hey Bobby, yeah. that uh, that that color printout of the shemale with the ten inch cock, dude. But I guess it's reasonable given the era, right? There, you know, online sure. was not a, a big thing back then. Well, so you well, had well, the well, printed then, page, which was your porn. It, was, it. it might have been dial-up, where it just like the, the, the picture loaded very it slowly. Takes time. Right. Takes time. I, I invested so, 15 minutes in this. <laughs> he's yeah. got to print that out. He's got to. Maybe he, you know, maybe he takes that to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you're right. The dawn of, of free porn has changed the work dynamic forever. Changed the world. <laughs> <laughs> we had a guy who works at, who worked at the company that I work at currently, and this goes back maybe three years ago, where essentially, you know, our IT guys are constantly measuring the amount of data that comes in, <laughs> and they started seeing these huge spikes in terms of like yeah, just the from, amount of data being used in the company overall. From Ricky's computer. Right, and it was, they isolated it to this one person's computer, and he, was, he wasn't streaming on his computer, he was right. downloading it all, <laughs> and putting it on the server. Sure. Oh, excellent. For sure. everyone to enjoy. Sure. Like, like, I, don't, sure. I don't understand, like, you're in work, you're being monitored. Yeah. Like, how do you not know that you're gonna get caught. Get caught, yes. You, or, or are you just are you just the addict that can't, can't help them? Don't know, don't can't, care. Don't right? care. Or so here's a related story of back at this other early stage startup company. Guy starts work. We'll we'll call him Tom. Shows up at work and his computer's Thank running. You. His computer's <laughs> running terribly slowly. Calls what we had for a help desk and say, could you please come and take a look? Because I'm not sure why my this machine I've inherited is uh, I've inherited. Is, is, is not working. They show up. And the next day, he gets called to HR to say, you, you have filled every available megabyte of your hard drive with porn. This is a problem. <laughs> uh, your, your career yeah. here is over. Yeah. And Tom says, it, it, <laughs> is, it is mathematically impossible. I've been here one day. It is not, it, if I showed up early and stayed late and spent every moment of my day downloading porn, I could not have, have done this. So the, the, the forensic team uh, learns that the prior owner of this computer, who is still at the company, had in fact, they can find the dates of the files and the times had spent months if not years of harvesting internet <laughs> harvesting. to his work computer. This young fellow was the brother-in-law of the president of the company oh. and was met with a mild slap on the wrist and work went on. Potential promotion. Potential promotion. <laughs> and, and that's one of the, the things that we also discuss is this dynamic of like when you come into the workplace, you're supposed to, you know, drop all sense of sexuality. Like corporations and companies right now are so terrified of being uh, part of a lawsuit between Absolutely. men and women. Sure. And when the average man thinks about sex every seven seconds, and <clears throat> you know, also women think about sex. So you have to, you're almost kind of like in this artificial Disneyland type of atmosphere where you're not supposed to. Uh, it's okay to, to look at a woman out on the street, but once you're in that building, God help you if yeah. you look a little bit too long or linger too long. And it, that could be a sign of aggression um, in, in a male-female uh, standpoint. Have you, do you guys, can you guys comment on that? Have you seen that like, kind of play out in the workplace? Or, and or has HR ever 
scolded someone, and it was say an individual, for glaring looks or uh, maybe a hug or you know, maybe like a, a, a shake that pulls into a hug, an inappropriateness in the workplace. No, I wouldn't say directly like what you just described, but there was an incident last Christmas party at the company currently I'm out again. And now you're probably thinking he worked at a fucking porn agency. Yeah. No, I don't. It's not a porn agency. But there was someone who I know who I've worked with for like five or six years, not closely, but I, I know him very well. And um, he has a tendency to, when he's at company events, get a little over um, served. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing was going around a Christmas party and grabbing ass. Oh, just kind of like walking by and doing a little bit of grab ass. Was this, was this a uh, single sex grab ass or was it? A, it was. A, it was a, a grab anyone who was within arm's reach. Sure. He, he, he didn't discriminate. Sure. Yeah. Married, single, the life. Married, single, as long as they were female right. and potentially under the age of thirty, he was going to grab ah, the so ass. Well, so, right. so maybe there's okay. a little ageism going on. Oh, a little ageism, okay. right, right. Yeah, but there was no like you know married versus yeah. that doesn't matter. Right. And he ended up, you know, when, when you're an ass grabber. Yeah. But, did, you know, did, so, so did, multiple complaints ringing in at the, at the Did you know. someone stop him? Yes. He was escorted out. <laughs> um, within about 10 minutes of this behavior started. It happened about an hour in. And so but an hour had, in? Yeah. So he's had time to lubricate a little bit, but, but not as much as you'd think. Right. This is not a. He was waiting for this. He, this, <laughs> is, this is like an apex predator finally yes. getting the, the opportunity to strike. Now, was, was he. Uh, were there any repercussions for his. Yes and no. Really? Um, you know, he was wrist? put on probation. He wasn't fired. You know, he's not allowed to drink in the agency. You know, again, right. at agencies, drinking is a big part of the culture. Right. So people will have bottles of liquor in their office. We have, you know, at our agency, a couple of different bars within it. Right. And so he just is not allowed to partake, you know, in those moments within a, a work-like structure to, to participate. That's interesting. And, and, and one last question. Was that individual you? That individual was not me. His name was Tony. <laughs> were, were you offended that your ass was not grabbed? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Did he? Did he? He didn't. So it was only female ass. It was only female ass. Yeah. So he was. He was definitely a heterosexual male. I think. It sounds like the advertising world is still more permissive than other parts. I think of it's a little world. liberal com- comparatively. Certainly. You know, and obviously you work in the financial district where it is certainly considered more conservative. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I mean, overall though, I mean, the financial industry might be more conservative, but they're, you know, I think companies now are 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 terrified about um, getting sued sure. or you know anything that um, you would consider you know somewhat normal human behavior that would happen yeah. under their roof. They're they're very you know touchy feely about. You're right, um, and it's a reasonably fine line, right? You. I think that people are live in terror of reasonably polite social contact being misinterpreted. I will say, once someone has a hand on my ass, um, that's crossed the line. That's Which for the listeners, you do right now. I, I do currently have a hand on, on. There are three asses in this room, <laughs> and I'm touching all but mine, which is <laughs> not the point. But you're right. You know the societal norms that happen outside of a, of a job function. It seems like are no longer in play. Right. And, I, and, and I go back to the bathroom and the kitchen type, you know, example where I think... We can, get to the, can we get to the kitchen now? Or is this into the, the right kitchen. We're going to go into the kitchen. Good. Yeah, let's go, let's go to the kitchen. Because what, what I see happening a lot is these millennials that come in, they're younger, they don't care about anybody else, they just care about themselves. And you can put your name in big, you know, bold letters on whatever the product is you have in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but it's fucking gone. 
Right. Like you're never gonna get the lunch that you had. Really? It's it's almost constantly. People stolen. are stealing. Oh yeah, or just taking bites out of it and putting it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, that so that's rampant at your. It's rampant. Like bottles of champagne. Like like we have we put in you know a, like a magnum of, of champagne for one of our client meetings and someone right. took it. Like you know that's like a, it's a pretty big expense sure. right. that the company is taking on to take clients out. And they just right. really stuff, stuck right? it in there. Do they ever go to tape? Do they well. ever go to tape? To they see try it? to go to the tape, but it's hard because the angles the cameras are at by the kitchen don't necessarily. You can kind of open the door and hide it. Yeah, you, 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 you block it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. The, so the people are aware of the cameras, and this is this is a full scheme here. A hundred percent. I'll give you another good example of it. So. You know, I took my group out to like a, an annual like lunch that we had. We went to David Burke Kitchen, which is downtown. Mm. Pretty nice place. So we ordered the bunch of us, you know, these cake pops, which they have. They're pretty expensive, but we got way too many of them and had maybe a dozen left over. Mm. So one of the assistants put it in the fridge and literally put every single person in the group's name on the package. <laughs> so there, there was like 13 people's no, names so on it. No confusion. So there's no confusion. Yeah, it's work. It's a time-consuming process. So she puts it in, she walks back, she comes back to get a cup of coffee, and she sees a girl who was, was smoking hot, by the way, take it. Take this package she and gets, literally she gets a free pass. walk with it into a conference room and start dialing in for a conference call. <laughs> with, with 13 with cake 13 pops. With 13 cake pops. And two people, other people that were in the room, and I'm not sure if they were you know, playing along with this or knew anything about it. So the assistant actually went in and like knocked on the thing, and they kind of gave her a quizzical look. She's like, um, yeah, that's our lunch that you took with the 17 names on it. And called her out on it. So people, but it happens too much. People get proprietary about their food about, I worked with a, a temp who was very proprietary about her office goods, her, yeah. her stapler, oh, her, really? her scotch tape. Uh, they were off limits to anyone else. To the point where she would she would hand scratch her name on a small piece of paper, tear it off, <laughs> yeah. and scotch tape her name to her scotch tape. And, and she was a temp. She was a temp. I, she, she, was, she was not a temp for long, <laughs> at, at, at the risk of a small segue here, because she was supposed to work nine to five. She would show up at 9.30, show up at 9.45, show up at 10 o'clock, until finally someone said to her, um, you got to be here at 9. And this is someone who literally signs her paycheck, you got to be here at 9. And she says, I'll see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see what I can do about that. (laughs) Which which is one of my my favorite lines of my entire career. I'll see what I can do. She's either getting fired for lying on her timesheet, because not only was she showing up at 10, oh, she, she was put just putting down 9 to 5. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so do, do you think, like, with, with the kitchen story, and do you think people just do not give a fuck? I do. I honestly do. Where they just, there's, like, all of the, like, like in a, in a circle of friends, right? Like, if you know, everyone would rent a house together, or you're with your family, you'll respect other people. But right. it seems like when you come into the workplace that unless it's like either they don't give a fuck or they get caught or they they just you know, it's just a lack of decency. Yeah. Human it's, decency. It's it's either the, the entitlement that I can take whatever I want, it's the anonymization that I don't know whose this is, so it might as well be mine. It's the yeah. 
lack of repercussions. I know that in the modern workforce, no one's going to beat my ass for stealing their ham <laughs> sandwich. So what's the worst that could happen, right? right. It, um, it, but you're right. It could be the anonymity of uh, the workforce. So again, I've worked at companies mostly that are over a thousand employees. Right. I think I probably know maybe a hundred to two hundred at, at the tops. Uh, anyone that I work with, so eight or nine so out of ten, they're not going to touch me because they don't know me, and, and I'm pretty high up. So you know, maybe maybe they will, will consider not. Saying anything, even if they do. Right. Not that I'm the one who's stealing anything. <laughs> I, I love the idea of you stealing someone's food and then eating it in their face. No, no, no. This <laughs> is my tuna wrap. <laughs> well, well, the other thing is, like, Matt and I discussed about people um, stealing their food and then in a passive aggressive way people leaving notes on the fridge yes like oh, I love whoever that. ate my fucking ham sandwich yes piece of shit and then set booby traps like laxatives you know oh, wow. we'll, we'll uh, set I've it up that I've never witnessed it. and and try to um you know seek revenge on said individual. Have you guys encountered any stories like that? No, but I usually do keep my roofies in the fridge just in case. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, to stabilize them. I, <laughs> I, people get proprietary of my food, and maybe it's a basic, back to your monkey analogy, a basic human instinct. I've worked at a, at a large asset manager that, that helped manage tens if not hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. It was staffed with senior people who had personal net worth into the eight and nine figures. And they would do anything for a free sandwich. Oh my God, it's you, crazy. You have a, 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 a some some meeting happening, and you would see a senior business leader sneaking in the back of the meeting to either outright steal a sandwich or to grab a sandwich, sit down, eat it as quickly as they could, and then walk out <laughs> nine minutes into the meeting, totally transparent. They were they were there for for the for the chicken and, and the chicken parm, right? I mean, which cost four dollars, which would have been zero point zero zero one percent of their daily expenditures, exactly right. but there's a, oh, free, I, there's a free sandwich. I, I would, uh, you know, back in the day I was on Wall Street, I remember, you know, lunches would come in and there'd be huge spreads from like Virgil's and the, you know, the traders, so the highest earners would get, you know, would leak to them. You know, they're all about getting information. They would be first on the line and literally double plated up, just piling shit on and the best stuff. The ribs, the pulled pork, everything. Almost more than they could eat in one Almost set. more than they could eat. Just Purposely coming out, more than they can eat. Because coming out double out. fisting, and everybody else is just watching them. They're watching your lunch walk past you, because the people at the end of the line have just been fucked by the guy who's making $2 million. Yep. Right, right. People who actually use the, the, right. the free lunch. Who actually need that free yes. lunch. Like, save that eight bucks. Yes. They're getting fucked by the guy who's who's making millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, all right, good guys. But again, uh, again this behavior though, I'm gonna bring it back to the bathroom for a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. There is—it is a little bit. There's so much behavior that happens in a bathroom that is concerning to me, as a, from a societal standpoint. <laughs> and I'll give you an example. Get bath- pre- preach time. You're the on your bathroom on now. my floor—it's it, a men's room, so we're clear on that. Clear. It has three urinals. And then it ah. has three stalls. Yeah. Right. And my, my whole, you know, my my theory, my, my the way I go about it is as much distance as possible of at all times. But Absolutely. What, you don't want to get sprayed. You don't want to get hit by a penis. Absolutely. 100%. There are so many people that break those rules. I think they're fairly common rules. Right. For example, I'll give you an example that happened literally today. So I go in the bathroom. I've got to drop a deuce. I go to this three stalls. You have to hit one of the corner stalls. 
If you're in the middle, if you ever walk into a bathroom and there's just one singular person in the middle stall, it's like the middle seat. That person's a sociopath. 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 Why would you That's exactly the word. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so I go in. I, I start. <laughs> I start to go in. There's no other word for it. They should be incarcerated. They should literally be put to death. Yeah. A, yeah. A, a purge. Yeah. A purge. So I go in, right. close in, the door, institutionalized, drop the in, in the hopes of. Um, <laughs> Betterment of the human society. Yeah, right. Remediating them back to civilization. Right. Yeah, okay. War of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know. Um, so I go in. I go to the corner stall. I drop trowel. I'm in there. Not even a minute. Right. Someone walks in. They go into the middle stall. So there's three open urinals. They go oh. right into the middle stall to pee. Oh, oh wow. Well, Good I'm Lord. I'm doing my business. It's a curveball. It's a, it's a problem. I, I literally was, I wanted to just like stand up and throw you, you a must, pieces. You must have looked at the feet and you'd be like, this motherfucker's not turning around. Yeah, I, I know who it is, so he'll get Oh, you, you notice yeah. the shoes? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had a, a similar situation where in a, in a three-stall scenario, I've walked into someone sitting in the middle stall. So now, checkmate. Right? So, you, have, <laughs> you have no choice checkmate. but to sit next to him. Right. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, to your point, you always wanted to have maximum distance for distraction, for privacy, what have you. And, and I know this guy thinks he's playing tic-tac-toe and he's captured the center square. Um, but I, I think I, I've been tempted. But it, again, the etiquette of the bathroom is you're tempted to stand there and wait and see who this is and call them out on, <laughs> right. on their savagery, right? Yeah. Uh, it's akin to being in the stall, hearing someone leave, and then not hearing a faucet run on their way out. Right. 100%. You want to yell. Like, like, what the fuck's that guy doing? Did you just not wash your hands? Yeah. Many people don't. It's filthy animals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, like, when I was working on a, on a trading desk at Morgan Stanley, you know, the, the market would open, the bell would ring. So before that, you knew that the traders were glued to their computers for two or three hours. So right before that, you had to piss and shit everything because you didn't want to have to leave your desk. And there was this one trader who would drink like, you know, five cups of coffee and drink all this water. And he would wait to the very last minute to run in and take a piss. <laughs> this guy would come in, pull his dick out, maybe six to eight feet before he got to the oh. urinal. Older gentleman. Sure. Didn't give a fuck. And would then spray. Oh, my. And if you were in... You would always, like, you never wanted to pee right up against the bell because you always had to, like, look over your shoulder. Because this sure motherfucker, back of your knees he would routinely pose. piss in three urinals, piss on the floor, turn around, put his dick in his pants, <laughs> would not wash his hands, and go back on the desk. Uh, the, the monkey analogy is too kind. Yeah. Even monkeys keep their fur dry. Yeah. This guy didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck. That's great. And even though as much as there are, you know, a lot of things that happen in the bathroom and in the kitchen, in the kitchen there are this, these random kind of gems that happen throughout the day. And I, I, love, a, I love gems. You know, and they're not necessarily like, like overtly funny, but I happen to find them funny. Like the same guy who was the ass grabber in the meeting in the, uh, the Christmas party, I shared an office with him five <laughs> years earlier. And so I know this is what I'm saying. I know him pretty well, but I never worked with him directly. He... So we were working on the in Midtown East, the 49th Street and 3rd, somewhere over there. Right, right. He lived up by Columbia. Right. And when we come to find out that he got a delivery in, into the office one day, he had ordered online two 45-pound dumbbells to the office <laughs> that he then needed to carry all the way back up to his house. Why the fuck? There's a lot of, you know, neurotics that happen like that. It's like, a bad judgment. Just bad, yeah, bad, bad judgment. I, so my first job out of college worked at a, again, it was a startup and it was sort of, a, the, the office space was constantly dynamic. People were moving from office A to office B. 
And at one point, uh, a bulk of the staff moved from one address to another, and my, a few colleagues and I were left behind to, to move to a new office. And so our boss, who was not the sharpest knife in the drawer, not 45-pound dumbbell dumb, but in that ballpark, let my colleague and I pick our own seats. And they were set up as sort of rows, right? There's row A, B, C, D. So of course we take the back row. He shows up the next day, has no choice but to sit in front of us. So now he can't see our screens and we can see his, which is already a catastrophically bad error of judgment, right? And you would think he would show up and say, no, meatballs, like you guys got to move up a row because <laughs> not only sat in front of us, but didn't think through the math here and would spend four to eight hours a day shopping for pickup trucks and, <laughs> and, and dogs to adopt uh, on his screen while I literally looked over his shoulder and thought, and like, you're, you're fresh out of school, you're right. making like subsistence wages, right. you and have this an idea, market, right. this guy's making 10 times the money right. you are to, to, to be lazy enough to just do no work all day and dumb enough to make sure that you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was just, like, that was his porn. Trucks and dogs. Could be. I'm not going to yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't begrudge a man his fetish. <laughs> but, but it's like that, that guy, I'm assuming he had a boss, but the oversight was just non-existent. Non-existent. So, you know, when the, you know, when the teacher's not there... The, the children will play. Yeah, the children will play. Will, will play. Yeah. And, um, all right, good. Um, all right, I think we're going to wrap this up, guys. All right. Do you guys have any other stories? I do, but I think I could save them for version two. I like that. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Well, um, thank you both for coming. Um, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. Tom. <laughs> Not for your My hand is still on Tony's ass, by the way. Tom and Tony. All right, until the next uh, The Working Life podcast to, to both of your listeners i wish you god godspeed <laughs> to our 0.5 <laughs> listeners out there uh thank you for listening